podcast what's really good it's friday the weekend is upon us and we have yet another episode of fade so excited about this show so excited about the direction today we have on the show samira brown she's going to be talking about her first ever single i don't feel bad her first ever single and she's going to be talking about it today um i met samira brown last year um she is a columbia university student she's the president of onyx which is another hip-hop dance team on Columbia's campus. Um, she's a dancer, she draws, and when I found out that she makes music, I really wanted to have her on the podcast. The first time I actually found out that she made music was during an interview that I did with Vanessa. That was actually my first long-form interview. For those of you that have been paying attention and follow on, following along, you'll know who Vanessa is. And uh, yeah, she introduced me to the fact that Samira makes music. And I just said in the back of my mind, that's, that's interesting. You know, when, when I see something, I'll hit her up and I definitely want to have her on the show. And that's exactly what happened. She dropped this single March 8th, 2019. And, uh, now she is here on the podcast to share, uh, some of her thoughts around, you know, what her inspiration for the song was, what the song means to her and some of the struggles that she, she went through in, uh, not only creating the song, but deciding to put it out, um, because it's a very personal, um, very emotional song for her. So I'm going to let her say it because she can do it better than I. Um, let's jump right into it. Samira Brown, I Don't Feel Bad. Hi, Robert. Um, thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. I am so excited to be here and talk a little bit more about um, my first single, um, something that meant so much to me, um, I Don't Feel Bad. Um, so the song really is just about kind of forgiving yourself and liberating yourself from your past and allowing yourself, giving yourself the permission to really embrace the bright and brilliant future. Um, and it really was personal for me. Like, firstly, because because everything you hear was really my effort and my kind of creative decisions. Um, everything from the beat um, to the the harmonic composition to the lyrics um, to the design of the cover art. Everything really did come from, you know, from my own ideas and, and my own labor. So it was very um, personal um, and kind of scary, honestly, at first to really kind of reveal that much of... Um, my you know my artistic inclinations and what I was feeling um but really releasing it and, and feeling such such love um from the people around me and feeling such positive reception from the people around me really made it all feel like it was vindicated and really got me excited about creating more music um but the song really does stem from um my struggle with anxiety um I deal with anxiety and I'm not sure if anyone who's listening also deals with it, but you know that one of the symptoms is really just racing thoughts, right? So a lot of times I would just kind of mull over my past, what I thought were mistakes, mull over things, you know, I should have done this better. I shouldn't, shouldn't have said that, you know, maybe I could have done this better, regretting like not getting an opportunity or, you know, maybe a romantic situation gone sour, you know, things that you would think about as mistakes. Um, and just kind of regretting those, allowing regret to just poison your mind and really just, you know, fill you up and bog you down. And I, I don't know, I just, like last summer, I got the idea for the melody. The, I got the idea for the melody and I really liked it because it, it was bittersweet. It had this, you know, 
it felt happy and sad at the same time. And I kind of thought that connected with my feeling with anxiety and that connected with my feeling with kind of reconciling the past and embracing the future, right? So from that melody, I kind of, I thought about, well, for anxiety, um, one way that you can really intervene, you know, in your own mind and intervene with those racing thoughts is really through something called thought blocking. And um, some for some people, thought blocking really just entails the word stop, literally just the word stop. But for me, it's the phrase, I don't feel bad. Um, so just kind of tying that in with the melody, I don't feel bad. I would just kind of revisit it, mostly in the shower, actually. I would revisit it, and I would just add on more things that would help calm me down. So, I have no regrets. And I would just keep adding on little parts. And eventually, I had a nice little chorus that I would just kind of sing to calm myself down. Um, If I were, like, doing homework or cleaning up or in the shower, you know, whatever. I, I just It was very affirming to me to hear, the, hear those words for myself, to myself, from myself, you know, to kind of assuage any of my racing thoughts. Um... But I, I really liked it, um, and I just thought, you know, I, I should build upon this. So originally when I made I Don't Feel Bad, it was going to be a demo. But I ended up liking it so much as I as I made it, I was thinking, you know, why do I have to let somebody else produce this? I can just, I can learn, I can do it myself. So that's what I did. Um, from So actually, like, getting started with I Don't Feel Bad, just how I made it. Um, I actually, so when you're making a song, there are actually a lot of sets between um, your ideation, like the basic melody, lyric writing, and then the final product, which sounds like it's a given, but I didn't, I didn't realize that at the time. So I was just kind of like, okay, I have the idea, but where do I start? And I don't, I know what I vaguely want it to sound like, but how do I like manifest this in instruments, right? So to make the song, I actually started off with the don't, don't you know the the um drum line that you hear that comes in at the beginning really strong um I started off with that and I just sang all of my lyrics on top of that just with the drum with no other harmonies or no melodies piano nothing just over the drum and then I added on everything that you hear from there so I added on um different guitar riffs like parts of different loops um I added on more drums what you hear like I, that sounds like one drum is like four different drums layered on top of each other I ended up adding a bass line. I had to make my own. I made two bass lines and I layered them on top of each other. I added the heart, which a lot of people really like. Um, gave it that dreamy quality and little, just little things, little nuances that gave it kind of like a sparkling quality, you know. Um, so I ended up just using those to kind of like make what what was in my head into reality. And it was, of course, there was a lot of trial and error, especially with um, making the backing harmonies. So um, I think that was um, definitely one of the most difficult parts, like finding out what, how I wanted the backing harmonies to kind of complement the song and move it forward. It definitely was um, with that part. So with I've sung in choirs before, and with harmonies, usually it's written out for you what you're going to sing. And making harmonies is a different, a whole different story. So I really had to do that through trial and error. Just kind of trying out because a lot of time it's either three or four part harmony in the background actually. So, just a lot of trial and error, like seeing how I can really complement the black the background vocal, trying out like different riffs and runs and things like that to just to, to make the the puzzle complete. So that was that took probably the most time, you know, just kind of originating those harmonies. Um, another difficulty I found was really just the process of making making creative decisions. You know, like when you're an artist and you just kind of, you know, you create for yourself, um, it's 
there aren't that many there are decisions involved but it's not as kind of like concrete you don't really have to reify your decisions in a form that has to be accessible for the public but when I decided that I wanted to release it when I decided that I wanted other people to kind of hear the message and be uplifted by it I knew I had to you know actually make some creative decisions for the for the finished product so that was kind of difficult one of the biggest creative decisions I had to make was um well just what, choosing whether I wanted to um have greater clarity on the lyrics or um a smoother a smoother vibe and a smoother transition, and I actually um fun fact I actually did a cut of uh the first and second verses, um enunciating everything very clearly so every word was um very distinct, but I actually ended up doing away with that cut because um I thought it just disturbed the relaxing vibe of the song and for me it was the whole the whole picture of how I wanted people to feel when they when they listened I wanted them to feel relaxed and liberated and hopeful, you know, and joyful. So not saying enunciating necessarily can't convey that, but I thought for this this song it didn't really do that. Um another struggle was just kind of working up the courage to release it. It was so personal to me. And it kind of was introducing myself as like a new a new entity, like an artist. Um so that was kind of scary. Um but all in all I'm so glad I did it. Uh, people are telling me that my song is bringing them joy, um, that it's relaxing them, and, and that makes everything worth it. And it makes me want to make more music. So, yeah, it was such a wonderful experience. I hope that if you are listening to the song, you understand that everything happens for a reason. There's no reason to look back and feel bad. Your future is bright and beautiful, and I can't think of any reason in the world that you should be feeling bad right now. So thank you, and have a wonderful day.
And I said what I said